Hello there and welcome to the Marseille View. My name is Stefan Robert and tonight we'll be joined by Ed Spencer. Hello Ed. Alright, Steph. Hi, uh, Ben Sinuiye. Hi Ben. Hi again, you'll get there eventually. Hi everyone. Thank you. And we're also joined by Fiorenzo Pazzo who makes his first appearance. Hi Fiorenzo. Hi, how are you? Um, so I thought maybe, um, Fiorenzo, if you could just tell us a little bit about yourself and how you, you know, how you became a Marseille fan. Yeah, well, uh, I'm 31 years old. I'm living in the south of France, and I became a Marseille fan because everybody in the south of France is fan of OM. So I, I just became just like that. I went to stadium a, a lot of time, and that's why I'm, I'm a huge Marseille fan. That's that's all. It's like a rite of passage. Um, right, so what we'll do tonight is much like last week's podcast. So we'll start off by a review of Sunday night's game against Nice. And then we'll also look forward to next weekend's match against Paris Saint-Germain. Um, last week we touched a little bit upon the youth team and what was happening with the, the youth system or lack of system. So we thought this week um, we'll talk in a bit more detail about the centre de formation and have a chat about like how how they're performing, what kind of players are coming up and what kind of efforts the club have been doing to improve the system. Um, then we'll also run through some of the relevant news stories in the last week and finally we'll finish off by t- um, going through a Q&A from some of our listeners. So some of the listeners have email, emailed and tweeted us some questions that we'll put to the panel. Um, so I think without further ado, we'll get started tonight. So um, for those of you who didn't see Sunday night's game, Marseille won 1-0 against OGC Nice at the Stade Velodrome, courtesy of a goal from Mario Balotelli. Um, guys, what did you think about um, Sunday night's game? And I, I guess it kind of feels, well to me, it sort of feels like it was pre-written, the, the result and the, the score. Um, I thought it was a bit of a shocking game, really. Um, it, it was a bit of a fluky goal, I thought, with Balotelli. Um, but a win's a win. What about your your thoughts on that, Fiorenzo? How did you find the game? Well, I think that that was really boring, just like usual, you know. Every game is just boring with Rigi Garcia. But, well, we won. And how we said, uh, yeah. A win, it's a win. But yeah, I like the the game of uh, Morgan Sanson. He played a good game, I think. But uh, I really, really dislike the game of Valère Germain. Just like every game, he just I don't know. I don't know what he's doing. The team, he, he doesn't score. He doesn't play for the team. I don't know. I mm. just like Mario Balotelli. But yeah, the game was really, really boring. Mm. Yeah. I, I think it's um, I think it's a bit harsh on Germain because he's. We've changed tactic, we've changed system. I think he's trying to to find his marks with Balotelli and adapt to playing with Balotelli. Um, what what annoyed me and frustrated quite a lot of us in the bar, sorry again to the manager for being quite noisy yesterday, um, I, I think it's it's quite frustrating to see him sometimes go very deep, very low to get the, to get the ball or to touch the ball. And yeah. it, it sort of leaves Balotelli by himself at front. And, and it, it's... You know, to, to to add to the comments from Ed and, and through Enzo, I think it's frustration on his part due to the lack of of, of supply. There's there's no creativity in this team. Yeah, but I think that's a part of Rudy Garcia. 
Uh, I think uh, he's not doing well at the training. I don't know because we have good players, and he does. We don't play with Trotman, we don't play with uh, Gustavo, we don't play with Payet, and they are uh, uh, really good players, so I don't know why he doesn't play with them. And for Sanson, yeah, I, 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 I see what you mean, but the problem is he's from Rudy Garcia. That's all the problem, I think. I, I, I agree. I think it's he's finding his marks. Um, he's, he's always been quite a conservative coach. I mean, he, he spent months insisting with Rami and with, with Gustavo in defence and it didn't work but he kept going now that the team is winning he, you know, I think we're both we're all happy to say that we're, we're impressed with Chaletakar and, um, and Kamara who, who seem to have a real partnership at the back I think it's I saw the stat yesterday they've gone four home games in a row without conceding a goal now um, but at the same time he's, he's got to switch it around up front and whilst whilst you have Someone like Ocampus, who's who's finding form. I mean, he's got he's got two goals and three assists in his last six or seven games. You've got other players that, that just simply seem to be carried by the team, and Tova is an example. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I think Tova made uh, he played a really bad game yesterday, but I think uh, Rudy Garcia is playing with this system because it works. It, we we don't we we win the games, you know. But um, for Chaletatsar and Camara, I think uh, we're going to see against uh, PSG because uh, we can't we can say on these games uh, Nice is really is really poor offensively. You know, um, I thought I didn't get Rudy's substitution. I thought they were quite pointless. Gustavo just didn't do much, and Payet would just look sloppy. He just looked like he didn't care. One thing about Payet, I didn't. I know. He, I mean, he wasn't on for very long to make any impact, but I did think he looked a lot slimmer than I, the last time I saw him play. Looked like he'd lost a little bit of weight. I thought. Yeah, he's played off the Christmas calories. Yeah, must be on the Atkins diet. <laughs> um, yeah, and um, one of the actually things I wanted to ask you about today for well about that game. Sorry, one of the things I wanted to ask about was um, Chaleta Sar's performance. I thought he had. Quite a commanding game. What did you What did you think of him last night? Uh, I thought he played well. I thought when he at the start when he arrived, I thought he was very sloppy. I think I called him Kung Fu Chaletta um, because of that awful tackle at Leon. But he's really impressive, and I'm really impressed. Mm-hmm. He's coming into his own, and if he can put a good performance against PSG, he's one to keep for the future. Absolutely. Uh, I think so. I, I, I'm. I think so. You are right. But uh, I, I'm just waiting to see against a really good team, you know, because we played against a really bad team for now. But yeah, I was impressed by uh, Chaletasa yesterday, and he made. I don't know if you if you saw that he made the the step to to put um, San Maxima offside. Yeah, he did. Yeah, that that was a good play for him. I think he's uh, he's improving every game. Yeah, I think that the partnership is blossoming and, and again, beyond his defensive performance in the first half, I think he sprayed a couple of, of decent balls. When when Tovan had the shot that was um, was tipped over by Benitez, he, he's the person who actually makes that long crossfield pass to Tovan from, from almost the left-back position. So he's, he's growing in confidence. Um, again, you know, we, we touched on this last week. Rudy sort of threw him in at the deep end by, by playing him just after holidays and, and in difficult games away from home and, and at home behind closed doors. 
it's, it's time. I think he's been given his chance. He's stepped up. Him and Camara seem seem a bit fearless, but <laughs> Florenza's right. We'll, we'll see this weekend against proper opposition. Mm. Yeah, it does feel like it could be a bit of a make-or-break game for that de- that defensive partnership. be interesting to see if they do have a horror, how much it impacts their confidence, given that they're so young. Yeah, I, I think so too. Um, plus, they've got to, they're going up against... Well, admittedly, one of the best teams in Europe, although last week's results will tell you otherwise. Uh, <laughs> uh, but we'll see. Uh, they've got to contain Mbappe. They've got to contain Cavani and Co. Mm-hmm. This will be a test next week. Yeah. Um, I think uh, some of you might remember um, a few years ago, um, we had a young defensive partnership with Zuba and Renato Sivoli. and. Oh. Yeah, but if you remember, they they turned out to be quite a horrific partnership. But if you remember correctly, I think it was the first eight or nine games of the season. They they, they started the season. They had the best defensive record in the league. And people were talking about them as being really promising. And then it suddenly fell apart and it became apparent that Zubar was a really, really poor defender. And Sively wasn't great either. So... I do. I've, I've got a bit of fear that that could happen to those two. That we might, you know, they might get found out and having a bad game against the PSG, where they concede a number of goals, could be a could be a catalyst to. Yeah. Yes and no. And you know, you're talking about very different players. I mean, Camarais. You know, he's a, it, Zubar sort of arrived on the scene. He was a signing from you know from a lower a tier team in in Ligue 1. Uh, Camarais, you know, he's been around. I think he's got enough experience under his belt to. To not let let himself, you know, get get sort of put down by a poor result, and you know, I think from this season, all all of our team is is experienced to a poor run of results, and they they're not the same players. They're they're talented. I think Cherry Tassar mm. has, has proved that he he's got ex- European experience as well. Yes, we we look. I'm I'm unfortunately a believer that we will probably take a hiding on Sunday. I hope not, but I'm I'm just very worried and maybe we can touch on this next about the contents of, of our game and the fact that we really really struggle to, to string together free passes in offensive phases and we don't seem to produce much mm-hmm. yeah you're right but mm. don't you think that uh, Reggie Garcia will uh, will use uh, Gustavo uh, in defense against PSG because I think he can that's well, a Rudy special isn't it it probably is a Rudy special you're right maybe he probably have it it wouldn't surprise me. I mean, I think Rudy's got a bit of a death wish point in Gustavo at centre-back. He's kind of pie- By doing that, I think he's kind of pying for his own sacking because it will be 8-1, 9-1 if Gustavo's at centre-back. Well, especially if he, he's not played. I mean, you know, I, I was very surprised that he, he didn't bled. It's a, you know, it's, dip- <laughs> it's, it's a weird thing to say when we're talking about such experienced players as Gustavo, Payet and Streetman. But I, would, I expected one of... Gustavo or Strutman to start in midfield last night, or or at least come on and have a good half an hour to you know to get back into the rhythm of things. Um, it didn't happen. It's quite surprising because Payet and uh, sorry Sanson and Lopez is is fine at the Vélodrome against Nice and, and Saint-Étienne, who admittedly came to defend and played very deep and left us quite a bit of the possession, but. When when we're in counter-attacking situations against PSG, where we need to hold the ball in midfield and wait for players like Ocampos and Tovar to, to you know sort of dart forward after coming back to defend. I don't I don't fancy either of those two in midfield to, to keep their head and keep their composure when they're being pressed by the likes of Verratti and, and others. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, yeah but the problem against PSG is um, maybe with Lopez and Sanso we can keep the ball, but first we have to get the ball. And I, I'm not really sure that Lopez and Sanso can get the ball against PSG because yeah, they're not ball maybe, winners. You're right. Yeah, you, you, you have to. Yeah, you, you need ball winners like. Maybe I, I'm gonna say it, but Strutman and Gustavo are, are ball winners, I guess. So maybe that's that's why they're gonna play against PSG. Absolutely. Um, I guess I think we're we're skipping over um, to PSUM, but just before um, we do, um, I just want to ask a couple more things about um, last night's game. Obvious one to talk about is Mario Balotelli, um, his return to Nice um, on the Mediterranean derby, scores a winning goal. How do you think he did last night? Yeah, well, you, you can see he's a he's a, a real, real uh, attacker, you know, a real one. When you compare with Germain, you know, uh, Balotelli is a talented player, and you can see he, he just has one one shot, and he, he just scores. And yeah, it's that, pure confidence, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> right. Well, well, brace yourselves. Here's a a controversial opinion. I, I was quite frustrated with him last night. Um, if if you take his goal away, um, and and you you see it again, we'll talk about Germain again having to go deep and, and run. He Germain is a busybody. He will he will run around. He will make challenges if he needs to. He will go deep and, and try and be the one that can can launch attacks if he gets the ball back or, or Sanson Lopez get it back and look for him. Balotelli, he does walk around. You know, it has to be said that yes. Yeah. That's, he can that's, get away uh, with it. That's his style of play. That, that's how he it plays. Is. He, it is, but well, he can, you know, he it's can like get away Ibra, with it. It's like Ibrahimovic, if you remember well. Sometimes he, he made just shitty games and he scores every time. So, well, if he scores against PSG, I'm okay with that. He can do a bad game. Me too. Yeah. Me too. And and but it it it, it will. I, I can see it being an issue if you know if there are there are situations where he loses the ball and he yeah. just sits there, touch you know. Sort of hitting the ground, or he or he starts having a rant at the referee instead of going back and, and defending as a unit. And effectively against a team like PSG, where we're going to be on the break and we won't have a lot of possession, we need we will need every man behind the ball. And, and Balotelli won't. I, I don't think he will do that. Well, for me, that's why uh, Balotelli must be free on the pitch. You know, you have to be uh, on. You have to be forward and to be free on the pitch. And every team is going to work for him to give him a good ball so he can score. Uh, I think that's what they should make. It's true, yeah. but, but Germain is probably the only one working for him because Tovan quite clearly is struggling to adapt to this new system. Um, Ocampos is, is Ocampos. He runs around a lot. He's got a lot of energy. But again, you know, apart from his, his cross for the goal last night, it, it's, it, there's just no end product. So yeah. it, it is it is worrying for me that Yes, the team has got to play for him, but this, he does not get a lot of balls. He doesn't get a lot of supply. Mm. Uh, yeah, you're right. Uh, Ed, have you yeah. got any thoughts on that? Uh, well, I'm in full agreement with the, with the, the chaps here, but uh, I've just it's just a thought. If Balotelli is going to be a bit lazy and sluggish around, because I think he's a bit of a poacher in terms of his goal-scoring style, is it perhaps that maybe we should put Strootman in the mid and use him like a fifth defender or defensive mid midfielder in order to give the strikers and the attackers more time and more room? Yeah, well, that's what I think too. I think Strootman should play in the midfield with Lopez. So Lopez uh, can take the ball and, you know, he doesn't have to defend. 
and, and give the ball to Balotelli. Okay, so um, one last thought about um, last night's game was um, well, Nice, um, Nice's star player Alan Sam, Sam Maxima, um, I think, has been linked with Marseille recently. I think Garcia was was asked about him a, a couple of days ago about his thoughts on whether or not they would be interested in him. How did you think he did? As a um, was he a player that interests you at all? Uh, I don't think he really had much chance to show his talent because I think Nice were just so defensive minded. But I'd take him in a heartbeat. Yeah, I, I, I think yeah, as, as Ed said, it's difficult to judge him on a game like that where the poor lad was isolated up front. He tried to hold the ball up a couple of times, and then there's there's nobody getting forward to support him. Um, yes, he's worth a gamble. I think. Um, <laughs> You know, we we don't know what's going to happen this summer. It's a lot of it's going to hinge on when we finish fourth or third. But but mm-hmm. Tovai is a likely departure mm-hmm. if Bayern Munich, as it's rumoured, or Milan come in and, and make a fifty million offer for him. Mm-hmm. Um, San Maxima is a gamble. Having said that, he's he's a journeyman in Liga. He's been to big clubs. He's been Saint Etienne. He's been Monaco, and now he's at Nice. He he's got decent stats. Would he improve? Is does he have potential? Yes. Is Garcia the manager to improve him? Mm, big question mark. Yeah, well, mm. for me, what I think about uh, San Maximin, I think uh, yesterday he was left by his teammates. He couldn't do anything. But the problem with this guy, I think he has a, a, a big lack of football IQ. That's what I think. He has a, a lot of qualities. A lot of, uh, well, technically, he's really good. But, well, I don't, I'm not sure he can go... Uh, up. Yeah, the, the potential is there, as you, but but as you say, with the right coach, I think he can he can make the best of that potential and improve. But is but is we don't he ready? Have the right coach. Exactly. <laughs> is, is he ready for European football or Champions League? No, uh, no not, not right so. now. It's interesting because you guys have answered a lot of the listeners' questions already tonight. Um, but yeah, we'll, we'll we'll touch upon that a bit later. Um, so yeah, um, I think we've probably said enough about last night's game and we've talked a little bit about um, next weekend's game against Paris Saint-Germain um, the big derby what are your predictions for next week's next weekend's game? Uh, I think it'll be 3-0 PSG yeah, I, I, I hope we get a goal I think it's 3-1 I think we're likely to concede a co- mm. more than two goals Have you got any more positive prediction than that Fiorenzo? <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't know if I'm, I'm going to be positive but I can say that PSG will be really, really, you know, they 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 need the the win because of what they why they did on the Champions League against Manchester United. Uh, so they 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 will try to win. What they didn't do. Well, well, they didn't do yeah. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I'm not. Confident, but well, every time against PSG, I'm not confident because it could, uh, it could we can't um, win against them uh, since uh, eight years ago. So exactly, I think what what is interesting is is possibly the context and the fallout from that match, where a lot of fans, you know, are talking about potential boycotts or potential, yeah. you know, potential offensive banners like we've seen a few at the Villodrome in the last few weeks. Um, <laughs> it, it's, I think, PSG are just. Too, you know they've got too many star players to, to fall apart against us. Um, Luca, who was you know we, we were together last night and forever the optimist, he thinks we'll beat them one or one nil and, and nick a goal. Um, all I want, and, and this is a shout out to Garcia, if ever he listens, is 
please do not do what you did at home. Don't set up with 10 people behind the ball and, and not yeah. attack. You know, I think we had one shot on target against PSG at home, which was frankly embarrassing. I mean, they all came out after the game. Even they all said that he was proud of the players and they put in a performance. I, I was I was pissed off, let's be honest. I mean, yeah. we did nothing. We produced nothing. They just ran. Exactly. And that's what that's what worries me is is if we're gonna put them under pressure, we need to press them in the first twenty minutes, go all out. If we nick a goal or we get lucky and, and frustrate them a bit and we, we make it a game, then maybe we can we can get a result. But if uh, we just go there and sit back like victims, it's gonna end badly. Yeah, 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 yeah. You're right. But uh well I think it's gonna depend of the PSG that well, the PSG we 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 will choose if the game is win or loss because uh, we can do anything we want if if PSG is in a good day. We can do anything, and the problem is uh, I don't know. Maybe his uh, the PSG fans will be really angry at the players, so they're gonna play like shit, and maybe uh, they're gonna. Well, I don't know. It's gonna be up to the PSG. Yeah, they're playing. They're playing this week, aren't they? I think they're playing tomorrow or Wednesday. They're playing game tomorrow. I think uh, it's Dijon. No, I think it's Dijon. Yes, Dijon, Dijon is yeah. Dijon six. Mm. Um, can I come into this? I think yeah, um, of course. It, it, the PSG team. They remind me of the Galacticos. They got all the best players in the in the business, but they can't win the big trophies. It's not a team unit, exactly. No, it's I, I watched um, a documentary about with Rio Ferdinand when he visited PSG, and although. Uh, watching it made me want to cut my eyeballs out with uh, spoons. Um, <laughs> it was um, it was interesting because PSG constantly talked about we must succeed in the in the shops. We must succeed getting like Air Jordan kits off the shelf. And it just thinks PSG are not a team. They're a marketing brand. They're not. They're never going to win the Champions League if you're like a marketing brand. That's how Real Madrid failed. And the fans will turn against them. They've turned mm. against them on the trading ground this week. Last week, if you. Saw the images yeah. of like Thiago Silva getting heckled, uh, Kurosawa being heckled, Neymar, Cavani. They've all they've all had a pretty terrible week, and I don't know how much it's going to be affected. Well, well it, again, it depends on us. The, the ball is in our court to go there and make a go of it. Uh, the lack of the lack of contents in our game and the lack of of tactical initiative and and trying to build plays and get the ball into the box. Apart, All we seem to do is give it to the wide players and cross it in and hope Balotelli gets on the end of it. If we yeah. go with a, a slightly different approach, we'll see. Is it, 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 the game against PSG is one where I've, I don't think we'll have much possession. It might suit our style to play on the counter and, and sort of go out and, and try and rely on, on players like Ocampos, etc., to, to get forward and cross the ball in. We'll see. We'll see. It might suit our style. Who knows? Yeah, you're right. Do you think that um, the reason why that, that seems to be our game plan, which is passing it out wide in hope that the wingers can either cut in or cross one in, um, is partly because of the formation, though, that Garcia has been using, the 4-4-2, since he's been leaving, you know, before we were having um, Dimitri Payet playing in a sort of number 10 role and, and the ability for him to sort of create through the middle is gone. Do you think that's a factor in that? Uh, yeah, I think so. I think why change the formation now when it's been winning the past two games? It's simple. Just keep it as it is. Play. We've got to do what Nice tried to do to us last night. We've got to just stick everyone at the back but keep Balotelli waiting. Mm. So, um, actually, that would have been my next question, which was 
do you think that we're going to play the same for the same players, the same lineup we've been playing the last couple of weeks, or do you think Garcia is going to change it around and put out a part the bus for tell. living? You can tell because Rudy Garcia is unpredictable. So maybe we'll put uh, Gustavo and Strutman on the field. I don't know. But the problem with this uh, system, you know, the four four two, we we have to to play with a uh, well. The right back and the left back are really important. And the problem is Sakai is playing on the left back and he's a right back. And Bunasar can cross. So, yeah, we can score like that and, uh, unless we get luck. But against PSG, I don't know. Yeah, I agree really with Fiorentina uh, there. It's just, we've just got to, like I said, just play at the, play at everyone at the back. We keep Balotelli waiting. Um, we're just going to need Strootman there. We're going to need Lopez to keep calm and then he's a kind well that, that, here's the question Ed mm. I, I think there will be two changes to the 11 and one of them is more than likely going to be MAV coming back in at left back oh Jesus that's going to be I think <laughs> I think MAV will play really <laughs> I think he will play because uh, Rudy Garcia will need uh, a left back on the left to cross you know I think, like I, I, think I think so yeah, I think Sal is, is the one who will be sacrificed and Sakai will go yeah. back on the right wing to try yeah. and contain the likes of Di Maria or Draxler or whoever plays. He, he so. Garcia will set up to contain. He will. Exactly. Yeah, because Sakai is better defensively. That was my next question, whether you thought Amavi would come in for Unfortunately, Sakai. Unfortunately, yes. Do you know if him, is Cavani back or is he still out injured? I think he will be back. I think he's back in training. Yeah, I think he's been back yeah. in training. Um I, I don't know if he will play tomorrow. I've not seen the squad. Um, it's likely that he will play some part against those. When he, when he, when he played a little bit mm. um, in the Champions League defeat, so I think he'll be fit. But let's just uh, let's see what Dijon are going to do to him because Dijon might chop in, chop half them up and pop but them just, into a... I've, Yeah, I've just looked it up. So... PSG are going to Dijon without Cavani, Dani Alves, Draxlan or Paredes. So all four of them are missing. Mm. I just yeah. I just hope Schupermoching doesn't score. It would be a shame. Yeah, I, <laughs> yeah, I think I'll hang myself if that happens. <laughs> if, if, if that happens, MAV's got to get a goal. You know, that's just the way it goes. <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, he does hit some decent shots. Sometimes just none of them go yeah, in. They're booing him a few weeks ago when he missed. He was playing absolutely awful. Yeah, yeah. Amavi hasn't had a good few. Or like, last year, really, he hasn't been very good. He did have uh, one good game recently. I think it was against was it Dijon? Yeah. Was it? Um, but that's the only game I remember him playing you well see, in the last. It's hard of, to yeah. find a good game from him. Yeah. So we're all predicting defeats for. Uh, Marseille against Paris Saint-Germain next week I think I'm going to say it and um, nobody's going to want to hear it I'm afraid but I think we could end up getting beat 5-6-0 or 5-6-1 or something like that that's Rudy Garcia it's the way it is I mean he, you know, we went to Monaco with a very weird tactical setup last season got battered 6 goals to 1 that, that is oh. That is what he what he is prone to do against the big teams. He, he either sets up to defend and we lose without even trying to do anything in the game, mm. or he, he does some weird tactical juggling about and goes five at the back. And we, we just completely, yeah. all the players look lost on the pitch and we, we, we could get battered, but who knows what he will do. Yeah, I think I think um, it would be really good for once just to see us go for it at a game like that, actually just go for it and try and play our best football. And if we lose... 
but we play well and we try hard, then you know that would be better than watching us just go, you know, expecting to be pulverized. Can each of us go with a prediction of the Rigi Garcia composition? Ooh. Who wants to start with that? Uh, one? I'll go first. Um, it's tough on Rudy. Um, I did want him fired if, at the end of Christmas, near Christmas time. I wanted him sacked out the door. Um, but if he somehow magically gets Champions League football, I will happily stay with him. But if, again, we crash out of European football early, like we did in the Europa League, then see it, really. I'll see it at the job centre, mate. I agree. So I think, yeah, the question was... What would what do you think this predicted oh, um, starting lineup will be? Sorry, I thought it's okay, it's okay. Uh Wondonda, Sakai, Kaletika, Kamara, uh Mavi, then I think Strootman and uh Lopez and then wingers Turvan and Campos and then up front German and Balotelli. I agree. I, I, I think that is the likely. Uh, you want mine? Uh, yeah, I would go say for it, uh, three people in the defense: Camara, uh, Charitatsa, and Gustavo in the defense. Uh, Amavi on the left mm-hmm. on the left wing. Uh, Sakai on the right. Uh, midfield with uh, Strutman and Lopez, and uh, Payet number ten. And no, sorry, Tovin and uh, Germain and Balotelli. Yeah, I, I can see a lineup with that actually. Um I do I can believe that you could switch to a back a back three. Um but actually the lineup that I've chosen is Mandanda, Sakai, Amavi, Gustavo and Kamara at the back, Strutman and Lopez in the middle. And then I'm a bit un I, I definitely Ocampos and Tovan but and Balotelli up front, but I'm kind of undecided on whether I think he'll go with Sherman up front with Balotelli in a four four two or whether he'll bring back Dimitri Paye and drop Germain and go for a four five one as such. Yeah, that's possible, uh, yeah. We'll see. It'd be nuts too. <laughs> so um yeah, I think um with that one we'll move on. Last week we talked a little bit about the youth system and I thought it'd be good to, to go into a little bit more detail about that this week. Um so guys, have you got any any thoughts? Uh, have you been following um, Marseille's youth youth team at the moment? Well, the, the results, yeah, the results, are, they're a bit complicated by the looks of things. Um, I mean, we, we've got to keep in mind that we, we effectively, the new management structure came in with Vero and Zubizaita and Garcia. Started from scratch. Um, I think they, they sort of looked at the state of it and they looked at the investments that were made, but also a big, big focus has been put on partnerships with local clubs. Um, there were a lot of scandals a couple of years ago. I remember of local clubs like Herbel, who, who had a partnership with Montpellier Nice mm-hmm. and, and had been, uh, they consistently said they tried to, to get in contact with OM and had been turned away. Um, so that that's one aspect of it. Another aspect of it is... It, it, it always stems from the manager and it, it, it's got to come from the manager and you look at other teams around Europe and especially around France, look at Lyon, whenever they, they have a problem or they have a position where they need backup, they don't hesitate to blur the youngster. Someone like Aouar got, got his chance and look at him now, he's, he's one of the hottest prospects in Europe. For us, I, I was very surprised and I still am a bit baffled that 
we're struggling at left back. There's a couple of prospects. I mean, Christopher Rocao has been in and around the, the, the professional team for the last three or four years. I think he played a couple of games under Bielsa and then subsequently disappeared again. Um, and then we sent him out on loan to Sochaux in the, in the last days of, of the recent That's, Mercato. The other one is Ali Mohamed, yeah, I think is the other back, left back. I think he is, but yeah. Is he? Well, we, there, is a bright, there is a bright left back prospect. So I remember reading about it a few weeks ago. And again, it's why doesn't... I, I can understand Rudy is probably a bit cautious and, and doesn't want to risk it etc because he's desperate and to, for results to keep his job but it, it, it's quite frustrating I don't think any OM fan would have a complaint if we blooded a couple of youngsters like we did with Lopez yeah but uh, the, do the youngsters have the level to play as a professional I'm not sure how, of that, how do know? we know how do we know we don't uh, know. yeah how, how do we know but you know you, you were talking about the, the left back you can see in every every club in France or almost every club in France they just have troubles to, how can I say it, to have a, a youngster from the academy uh, to be left back or right back because it's really, really rare to get this in France. So even Lyon <coughs> use uh, Ferland Mendy and he's not from Lyon, you know? You say that, but France have got so many good left backs, probably more, a good selection of left backs as much as any country have got, you know, so they, they, they do produce them. Um, and as you say, Florenzo, I mean... Not anymore. Um, as you say, Franzo, you know, you, you, you can produce them yourselves. It's possible. Bernard Mendy, etc. I mean, one of the best clubs for the, the left-backs in the French squad has been Le Havre and has always been mean, one of the main... You mean Benjamin Mendy? Yeah, sorry, Benjamin Mendy. Even Ferland Mendy, I think, is from Le Havre as well. Yeah. Um, but the, the, Le Havre have always produced talents. I mean, we all remember the, the Cinema Pongol and the Le Talec, etc. 10, yes. 15 years ago, we joined Liverpool. Yeah, as well. So they've always had a solid academy, and that's where oh, Lyon. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. But when when you look at Lyon and Monaco, that's where they seem to be a step ahead, and they seem to to what we call in France post formation. Mm. They seem yes. to be able to attract these players when they're twenty, twenty one, twenty two, and they've they've got a, like fifty professional games under their belt, and they say to them, "Hey, come and join us. You know, five million. We'll give you your chance, and you'll play games week in, week out." And Marseille has never been a club that, that yeah. does that. Uh, well, we, we have done it. There was the whole, you know, Project Dortmund that Labrune tried to do, which paid off financially because we got some big money for some some pretty average players yeah. such as Imbula. I, I loved um, Imbula. I thought he had enormous potential. I think that's harsh. I think he... Um, I think, well, um, but, but Bielsa, made him, yeah, Bielsa made him look better than, than he was. And if he hit uh, and, stays... And Bielsa, Bielsa told him, he said... Bielsa said at the end of the season, he said to Labrune, you can sell uh, Ibula. He's not going to be best than that, but that better than that. But surely not you know? based on talent. It's about something to do with his mentality because mentality, he clearly had loads of talent. When he, and you've seen him in that season. He, in some games, he was just fantastic. Yeah, you're right. But, uh, well, I think he, he can't go... He's a bit like Zombo. Oh, he, was, I mean, well, he, he had I, the goal scoring of Benzema. He was way more talented than Zombo. He was. Technically, yeah. I mean. He was, but we, we cast yeah. it at the right moment. Perhaps, That's yeah. what I mean. Yeah. yeah I mean, we exchanged uh, Zambo and Gisa with Strutman. What a deal. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but Thomas, now look at Zambo and Gisa. He's, he's doing yeah, terrible at Fulham. Yeah. They call him the, the, the goat. <laughs> yeah, he and is a goat. Going back to what we were saying about the left back position. Um, about Christopher Rockier. Um, it's quite interesting that because if um, I remember at the time 
when um, Chris, just before Christopher Rockier signed his um, um, first professional contract, um, there was re- there was a delay in him signing it, and there was rumours about a couple of other clubs. I think it was Lille and Monaco were trying to sign him, and if I I also remember Garcia since has been hesitant about putting him in the lineup, and there was times when. You know, Evra was out the picture, Amavi was injured, and he was asked well, about it. He's not played no. a single game. He's not played a single and game. The, the, the impression that I got was perhaps that he was being punished for the delay in signing his contract. I don't know if that's how you interpreted it, but I just I felt like there was something funny going on there, but why Garcia wouldn't give him I a chance. It's not at all it's not at all a Bielsa Doria situation where he clearly didn't want him and didn't play him. Because, and, and well, let's face it, he was never up to scratch anyway. But it, it, it does beg the question. We've been struggling. Nobody would have criticised Rukia if he'd, have, if he'd have been in the team for a run of five or six games and we'd have lost them and he'd made a couple of mistakes. I think I think Marseille fans are the first to recognise and get behind one of their own and, and say, look, he will improve, give him time. If he doesn't, well, at least we tried. Yeah, but the pressure is high in Marseille. You know, you can't... Uh... Well, if you play well, maybe you play when you play bad uh, one game, two games, three games, and then it, be- it becomes nightmare. Uh, pressure is high, I say, and I don't think uh, even Rokia uh, would be, uh, you know, whistle. Perhaps, but them. look at Lopez and Kamara have come through and they've done quite well. You know, it's not impossible to be a young player and to, to play for Marseille and, yeah. you know. Yeah, but Lopez and Kamara, uh, they have the, mm-hmm. the level to play in Marseille, you know, and when Lopez came to the team, uh, the first games, I remember well, he did a fa- fantastic job and he played mm-hmm. really well and we we were all hyped and same with Camara. Yeah, he reminded me of, when, when Lopez started playing, he reminded me of Flamini in terms of the impact he had yeah. and, and the approach of, hey, I'm, I'm lucky to be on the pitch, I'll just go for it. And yeah, then he, more he sort offensive. of struggled. Yeah, he, he sort of struggled for a period after that in the first six months of this season. And now he's, he seems to have found his feet again. Yes, he is more attacking, I agree. But he, he just seems to have the, the head for it. And, and the context seems to be right with his parents backing him, etc. And back, back to the general centre formation. I think it was it was a comment that Hero made last week when there was the UN Nation dinner. We're, we're four or five ways, of, sorry, four or five years away from from producing three or four players a season that we can give a chance to. And yes, it's a work in progress. Yes, apparently they're doing, Zubi is doing good work mm-hmm. behind the scenes. I, I would appreciate if the club put a bit more light on that and, and publicised it a bit well, more. I thought um, that they were publicising quite well all the new contracts they've been signing with local clubs to you know, to work in partnership with them and to get access to these young local players. Now, I thought they were making um, quite a good PR um, scene of all that. On the partnership side, yes, but I mean on the actual squad itself that we have and and the prospects that we have, Mm. it just just seems like they're completely overlooked. And you see other teams like, um, well, not just PSG, but Lyon, for example, even even the Lyon women's team gets a lot more publicity than, than some of our youngsters yeah. do, and, and you know it's because yeah, Lyon because have a very Lyon, good system. Because the the women team of Lyon wins everything, 
not the but they win the everything because they've invested in that surely and they, they take it seriously yeah but i don't think that's uh, uh that's really important for hero to i mean the the women team well i mean it's disappointing because i think um for a football club they should be looking to improve at all levels whether it's at the youth level the women's team the the, the professional men's team i think it all works towards the image of the club and um the, the success of the club i think it's really important yeah, no, let's 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 not be too harsh too early on the women's team. I mean, Manchester United have only just started theirs for, for Christ's sake, and they're a top five European mm. club, you know. So let's wait and see. Mm. I think really we need to we need to put more um, focus on the women's team because after all, this is the year that France hosts hosts the Women's World Cup, and it's going to be a big time for women's mm. football. So why not Marseille? puts their women footballers on display. We're in the second tier. We need to be up at the top. Leon are running away with everything. Absolutely. We need to be there. I mean, look, so, to, conc- to conclude on this, I mean, Amavi is so poor this season. Why not give her a chance? You know, I, I left back in the women's team at the point we're at. Um, yeah. <laughs> I don't think he has Just um, going back to the left back situation, you know, you talked about maybe not being sure if Rockier was up to the level, but a um, couple of points... Um, worth making about that is the Rockia played in the same team that Bubakar Kamara was playing in that got to the Coupe Gambardella final and um, he was one of the he was seen as one of the standout players um, and also since um, since he's gone to social I mean I'd seen on a couple of OM reading on an OM, OM fan forum like people were looking at talking about his performance in the first couple of matches for social and in, in looking at social forums and it looked like um, people were really impressed with him. I mean, I haven't seen the performances or how he's progressed since but it, 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 from what I'd read it seemed to indicate that there was something there, you know. It's worth keeping It's worth keeping an eye on. Well, he's only played four games, um, which in itself isn't that bad. I mean, he probably arrived there with little rhythm. Um, it's hard to say. I'm glad that, I'm glad that he's getting game time but at the same time, we we had the opportunity to give him his chance earlier in the season when we were doing okay-ish in the first few games and then Garcia just didn't do it. And then this, there must be a reason for mm. that. Well, Garcia is not uh, the 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 right coach to, you know, to improve the youngsters. Right, you say that and then you've got the Hazard complex where, you know, Hazard well, really improved under Garcia. But granted, they had a great team at Lille at the time. But Yeah, yeah, yeah. But that was <laughs> long hard. ago. That was long ago, a uh, long time ago. You know, uh, now the the Liga is really, really more difficult because of the PSG. You can't win like that. But when you see at Rome, at uh, Roma, uh, you remember uh, the only youngster that he, he bring the team. It was Marquinhos, and uh, he just sold every youngster of the team and just bought some old players like Jarvinho uh, and stuff. Yeah, we'll, we'll touch on this at, probably towards the end when we do the questions. But yeah, that that is worrying mm. for the future. Right. Okay. Um. Just um. Last couple of points about the um the youth team. I don't know if you've had a look at the performance, but uh, I looked at them. They're in Nacional, Nacional do, and they're actually last in the group, last in the league, which is really worrying. That um, you know, they're clearly not performing at that level either. Well, it's here's a here's a good idea, and look, it will never happen, but. We don't have an OM identity of play. Lyon don't either, but they they seem to have good staff and, and good good setup that the youth 
players can walk into the first team and they give them their chance because they know that they can make a couple of signings with big money like Depay and get by and finish in the top three or top four every season consistently. When you look at uh, not just PSG this week in the Champions League, look at Ajax, look at the system there. And, oh, and they yeah. they have a setup where the kids from the age of 10 play the same formation as the professional team. They get given the same in, instructions on the pitch. It's such a consistent setup. It's the same with Barcelona when, when they produce Messi and Nesta Xavi. That generation, it, it starts from the bottom, but it Busquets. starts from yeah, it starts from having someone who like Zubi, who is overseeing all of it and says, Right, OM is Droit. The kids need to know it and it needs to be taught to them and, and we need to have the tactics that illustrate that for the nine year olds, for the twelve year olds, for the fifteen year olds. It just doesn't seem to be there at this point. Yeah, I you're think, right. And I think the the sorry, uh the you know, when you see uh, Ajax and Barcelona, they have a, a style. When they play, they have a style. We don't have style. And the problem, we can't, uh, we can't use the youngster to play in our team. When you see Monaco this year, uh, look at the youngsters from Monaco. They are uh, like just like Marseille. They are struggling in the in the National Two because they are using all the young uh, youngsters to the to 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 stay in Ligue 1. And we can't do that because our youngster, they don't mm. have the level. Yeah, but Monaco is a special situation. I mean, it, it, you can't criticize Monaco's sans de formation when you look at Mbappé. I mean, they produced Mbappé. Let's... Uh, no, I'm not. I'm, I'm, I'm just saying the opposite. I'm saying uh, yeah, they, sorry, they yeah, are yeah. using the youngsters of Monaco to stay in Ligue 1. They are using the professional team. True. Um, True. Yeah. yeah. I think. Uh, sorry. I think really we need to do what uh, the Marseille board needs to. They need to put investing in players from other clubs aside and actually chuck money at the youth academy, because like you said, if Barcelona can produce talent like Messi and Iniesta and Xavi, look what we can do. Marseille is a football city. We can do this if we put Absolutely. our minds. Yeah, I think that's a good um, point. Um, now, just one last question, um, which is: Do you think there's any? Is there any young players um, that are coming through right now that you think's worth keeping an eye on that you've heard about? Uh, well, like I said, I think Riocha could be one, but um, I'm, I'm not too sure. If, if, like you said, I've just checked the CFA book table and they're bottom. Well, are they that talented, or is it because all the young players, the top ones, are in the first team? I really don't know. It's fifty-fifty. I think we have uh, some youngsters that can come to the professional team. Uh, you know, Luca Perrin, uh, Nkunku, some of these players are really great. I think they will be in the team the next years. Yeah, and Nkunku is good. Uh, Nouri Ahmed as well, the left-back. He's, he's the one I was thinking about earlier. Yeah. He, he, I think he was highlighted a few weeks ago because he, he had a game where he got a couple of assists. Um, Chabrol is, is the only one. I think he's played a few games this season. I think he, he came on in a couple of cup games. Um, it's always hard to say because it, it just seems so far away in terms of when anyone's going to yeah. be ready. I think the, the, the best youngster in uh, OM is uh, yeah, that, Filippo that's what I was going to say. Yeah. yeah, that one is really great. Yeah, I've I've had I've actually seen had a look at him as well. Um, just watching um, one of their matches online, um, and he does look. He looks quite t- technically quite solid, you know. But whether or not he's there physically is another question. 
Uh, it's, and, and the big issue is he's, he plays, unfortunately, at a position yeah. where we're already very heavy on players. We've yeah, got too many players absolutely. in that position. Okay, so um, I think we'll just um, move on now and um, have a look at this. the last week's news. Um, there's not been any major stories, so we'll, I don't think we'll go into too much detail about anything. But um, a couple of things come to mind. So, firstly, um, I was thinking about the well. Last week we were talking about Ramy in U- the US, and in the last week he's actually been re- linked with a, a move to the US, and he's actually come out and said that he doesn't want to leave and that he's quite happy to stay at Marseille, regardless of what his role is, even if it is on the bench and it's a role um, in the dressing room. Um, how do you feel about that? Someone sighed pretty heavily. I think someone's got very clear feelings. <laughs> uh, no, I don't think he should stick around. He's not. He's not doing a great job, is he? With the dressing room, every time he plays, he screws. He should be giving himself the team talks, not everyone else. Yeah, I agree. well, if he stays and buckles up his ideas and actually starts working hard again, yes. And, and again, I think I mentioned this last week. If we if we start. Talking to him about, you know, you, you do another season or two and then we, we can bring you into the staff and stuff like that. Yes. On that basis, OK. Yeah, Mondal, probably the mm. same. That's the way it should be headed with both of them. But if he expects to stay and faff about and, and just go clubbing and, and, you know, shag Pamela Anderson every couple of weeks. and <laughs> No, no. You know, we're, we're not. We're done with handouts. We've, we've had loads of centre-backs. It always seems to be the centre-back position where we end up with these Christian Valls and Abdenours and, and Julian Rodriguez who sit yeah. around, take the paycheck and do fuck all. No. If it's that, no. But if he buckles up his ideas and works, yes, mm. maybe. Well, I, I still would give him a chance. I think he, he can bring some something the future uh he, he can be on the bench and you know be a jocker yeah, i'm with you fiorenzo i i have mm. got a bit of a soft spot for him anyway um but yeah so there was another um story in the press in the last week i think it's worth talking about which is balotelli and his contract so he's um he's talked about it in the last few days saying that he is really happy at marseille and he's told his agent that he would be interested in staying longer do you think that um marseille should get him signed up quickly now or do you think we should wait and see what happens um we'll see really because if at the end of may we're in the champions league then absolutely chuck whatever chuck the kitchen sink at him uh if we're in the europa league uh it may be maybe not it really depends where we finish at the end of the season i think more, more than a more than a would we keep him? Yes, we'd all love to if his form carries on. Financially, is going to be the big talking point. Yes, we're going to free up some money with Abdinur and other big salaries leaving. But if he has ridiculous demands, and, and well, he won't. His, his agent most more than likely will. And again, he will be a free agent, which means that potentially we have to, to fork out another big signing on bonus then it's going to be quite a difficult situation. Whatever happens, I want us to avoid the drama of fucking about for three or four weeks. Will he stay? Will he not? Should we look at someone else? Either make a decision, yes or no, straight away. Make it happen. And then we can focus on strengthening other areas of the team. Yeah, well, 
for me, uh, I think uh, I think he, he wants to stay. I think he, he says the truth, but uh, he will depend on his agent. Agent, you know, his agent. Uh, what the name of his agent? Yeah. Mino Raiola. Uh, the pizza man, the fat pizza man. <laughs> <laughs> I think he will ask for uh, a lot of money. That's the problem. But yeah, I think he want to stay. And if we go to Champions League, we can. We can he can stay, but if we go to your Europa League, I, I don't think so. Um, and the problem is, I don't think he's gonna get some uh, best offer from other clubs. Uh, I mean, bigger clubs than Marseille. I, I think he, he's gonna get offers from a club from uh, Italia, mm-hmm. but like uh, China, China more but than. But what if he has a good? He's, he's having a good end, um, second half of the season at Marseille. Good. Um, re- some other clubs could renew their interest in him. I wouldn't be surprised to see someone like Na- yeah. Napoli or something uh, from. Yeah, but look at. No, nah, look last summer. Ancelotti won't go for him. Mm. He's not Ancelotti compatible. Uh, look at the the last summer. He had a really good season with Nice, and the only offers that he got uh, was from uh, uh, average pa- club from Italia. Palmer, yeah, who's just yeah, a yeah. promoted. I think it's going to be the same thing this summer. I think it's, it's going to come down to as well, if he plays his way, which seems to be happening, Mancini came to watch him last night, if he plays his way back into the Italy squad and he's on a, on a good vibe, he's got a good feeling, he will he will want to stay with with assurances from Mancini that, yeah, keep scoring, keep playing well, I'll, t- I'll select you for the national team if you keep your head right. If if that doesn't happen and he, he doesn't play his way back into the Italy squad and who knows what Mancini's whispering to him, maybe he says to him, Go back into Italy, and then I'll consider you again. That could play if he if he is keen yeah. on being an, an international. Yeah. yeah, but the problem is in Italia, uh, everybody everybody um, in Italia knows him. Everybody knows how he how he is how he is. Sorry. So uh, the thing is, uh, he, he's, he's not going to get big offer from bigger club than Marseille. I well, I, I hope you're right. Um, and my worry is, like you said, is, is that I think he might even ask for, well, his agent will ask for even more money than he already signed on, which was quite an enormous amount. I, I think his salary was said to be, in the six-month salary was said to be more than David Beckham's when he came to Paris Saint-Germain. So, he, yeah, yeah it's, it's going to depend. I mean, if if he asks for money, we have to ask for commitment. And, and I don't want, I'm not interested in signing him for another season just just yeah. for one year. I mean, that, that doesn't show continuity yeah. on our part. And it would be a complete contradiction to Eros' stance, which has been stability and, and continuity. If, if he's open to staying, even a two or three year contract, I'd be happy with because... You know that that gives us some flexibility in terms of sitting down with him next summer and selling him if he's not good, or keeping him on if he is good and and every, everybody's happy. But if he signs just for another season, we're, we're ridiculing Definitely. ourselves. Well, yeah, but uh, I think I think there are uh, good attackers in Ligue 1, and if you know uh, the guy from Strasbourg, uh, what's his name? Can he oh, the striker? No, no, no. I mean, oh, so, sorry, sorry. Uh, Ajok, 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 Ajok. Yeah, Ajok, Ajok. Yes, Ajok mm. is a really good player. Yeah, he scored against Lyon on the weekend. Yes. Yeah, I, I would be really, really glad if he would sign okay. at Marseille. Yeah, it's, it's unlikely we're going to get any of the Nicolas Pepe or the Ismail Sar. I think they're Premier League. Mm. Yeah, I mean, I, I could see Sar if Tovan goes. Like, I, I could believe that he's the kind of player we, we, we might be up for spending a bit of cash on but maybe Sam Maximum's more realistic in that respect but um, yeah so um, I think 
um, one other news story just worth a mention quickly. Um, I, I read, I don't know if you read um, during the week, but Samuel Nasri has apparently said that Patrice Evra had told him about um, West Ham and that the training facility, the, the training regime of West Ham was far superior to Marseille. Does that come as a shock to you? Well, he'd do anything to badmouth Marseille. Simple, really. Uh, he's, he's defended us this week. I found his, um, his, his little tip for tap with uh, Jérôme Rotten has been quite entertaining. I mean, well, he's, he's gone a bit far with um, certain comments. I mean, <laughs> I think it's a bit out of line calling someone a result of a, a pissed uh, condom. That, that is a bit harsh. <laughs> but Ivra, Ivra is, is crazy. Look, let's face it. The guy's off his rocker. He'll say anything to stay relevant on social media. He's gone. Let's move on from from Evra. It doesn't surprise me. Look, Pellegrini is a manager I wouldn't mind mm. at Marseille. I think he's, he'd be a good manager for us. But um, the Premier League has always been very, very demanding and very strict in training regimes. They don't like. They don't let you piss yeah. about in training. Well, ever, ever since Wenger uh, came in, the regime has changed. I mean, yeah, that's the store. Yeah, as you say, the diets, everything. There's this, uh, there's that great story of um, Wenger taking away the Mars bars and then shouting back, "We want our Mars bars back." Uh-huh. Uh, I've, re- I've, do you know, one West Ham player who I'd like in Marseille side, Felipe Anderson. Oh, he's brilliant. Yeah, he's he's out of our budget, mm. but yeah, he is. He is. Yeah. He's a good I player. Uh, I like uh, Manuel mm. Lanzini too. Oh, I don't yeah. think West Ham are yeah, up for selling us players, guys. <laughs> no, I don't think so. That bridge is burnt. Yeah, that bridge is burnt. The fans will start burning, coming, travelling to Marseille on holiday and, and smashing yeah. the pubs in. Oh, I got a lot of I got a lot of abuse from West Ham fans. They called me a big nosed cunt <laughs> halfway through the process. But, well, it's nothing to do with us. We didn't pay the money. Jesus, we weren't the one harassing Payet. His wife was. <laughs> okay. Um, yeah. I think we'll move on now. And um, just before we finish, um, said that we would um, go through some of the questions that some of the listeners sent in. So I think we've got time for a couple. Um, the first one is from Mike, which came via email. Um, and the question he asked was, when Tovan returned, reports said he wanted to become the Francesco Totti of Marseille. Of the current squad, do you see any of the players becoming long-term players at Marseille? Uh, if Turvan says if we get Champions League yes anyone else no I think Payet is is our sort of totty he left he came back he's been here seven years overall I think yeah I agree he's as close as we're going to get to to having someone who's that committed and and someone who who has no other options really yeah, I think I think uh, Payet is more attached to Marseille than Tovin. Tovin said that when he was uh, like uh, 21 years old, but now he wants to leave. Well, I, d- I don't know if he wants to, but he certainly will will think about it if we don't get top three. I mean, three well, quite, you can't blame him. Yeah, yeah. He's playing well. He's thinking. Um, His yeah, stats are it, very good. Yeah, uh, yeah. That's why I, I I already I always say uh, don't say shit like that. Like Kamara just said a few few years ago, a few days ago, he said like uh, something like we yes I w- I would play on my whole career in Marseille. You can't say that when when you are young because. You don't know well, what's coming. Samuel Nasri said similar stuff, if I remember, many years ago, and he never stayed very long, you know. So, um, I think yeah. the, the, the player I would have liked to have kept is Flamini, really. He, I think he could have been a very solid base mm. for our midfield, especially if you look at the players we signed not too long afterwards, like Sana, Shiru, 
I mean, Flamini could have could have been that spirit and, yeah. that, and that that Grinta, that that incarnation uh, of La Grinta. The problem is, like. Flamini is. Uh, I I won't say the word, but I I hate him. <laughs> right, he's done to Marseille. It was a very different context back then, and and the context of the club has changed. But I I just don't see a future as it is now with with no identity and no no gameplay, no mm. game plan. I mean, look at Nasri. Nasri, when he when he had uh, an offer from uh, Arsenal, he was a he was a free agent and he just signed a one year contract at Marseille. Yeah, to, so we could to, sell him for money. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and Flamini didn't. Yeah, Flamini fell out fell out with Anigo, and it's Benassia as well yeah. around the same time. I mean, I, I just think it, it there were some very uh, dodgy dealings going on in Marseille. Well, They're probably still on. Vanessa is, is different. Uh, when uh, when he was at the club, uh, it was uh, Anigo, uh, if you remember him. Uh, he didn't use uh, Benassia. Benassia has had the level. And we had a defensive issue at that time as well, and he kept overlooking him. That's quite right. Um, actually, I, I think um, the, the the days of kind of one club, one one player, one club, you know, the Maldinis, the Tottis, is kind of, it, it doesn't really happen much anymore. And I, I mean, I think it's unlikely at any football club now to, to, to expect that. But I think in, if I was to pick one player where I could probably see him stay a long time is Lopez, actually. He's quite, seems to be quite quiet, just gets on with it, um, seems to be happy where he is for now. But that may change quickly. It's possible, but if, if he improves and, and keeps up performing consistently, if, if realistically Barcelona or Sevilla or a club like that come in for him, it's going to be difficult for us to keep hold of him if we're not qualifying consistently for the Champions League, like it is going to be difficult to keep a hold of any player. And on the flip side, we've mentioned Payet, Mondada is another one who's, you know, he's been a loyal servant to the club. He's now the record holder in terms of, in terms of appearances. But, but we're now at the stage of... Yes, thank you. Your good years are gone. And, and Totti, when he was 35, 36, he was still scoring goals for Roma and he was still carrying the team and, and, and playing that, that sort of link with the fans and link with the culture of the city and the, and the identity. He was still useful to the team. And at the, the, in, the current, yeah, in, in the current state of things, Payet and, and Mondada are both bloody hospital <laughs> passes, you know? Well, well, my view is that um, we need to keep uh, Mondanda legacy alive because like Mondanda, Totti's moving to the administration part of Roma. I think uh, Mondanda needs a coaching role at Marseille, maybe teaching the kids how to be the stopper mm. that he became. Yeah, I think he, he won't. I think he will sign another club, a Ligue 1 club. Uh, he will sign at the uh, I think he'll come club. back. Yeah, I think he will come back then. And, but we need, as a club and as, as, as a board, they need to take the initiative of, of getting former players back in and tying them to coaching roles and tying them to identities. And it, 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 it pisses me off when I see Lyon have Florian Maurice and Florian Maurice has, has always said, oh, Marseille is, is where I enjoyed myself the most and where I felt the most love from the fans. But now he's back at Lyon and he's actually done a decent job because he's, he's in charge of recruiting some of their youth players and, and he gets involved with some of the bigger transfer dealings as well. And it, you look at that and I just think it's a waste that we're not capable of... of Saying to these people, "Hey, yeah. we've got a but we have had that in the past. We've had yeah. like um, Durand had a similar role, didn't he, in recruiting, scouting, and recruiting players, and he was a former Marseille player. Yeah, he's bloody useless, and Anigo is bloody useless, and Scrubla, yeah, Scrubla, yeah, yeah, that's club, why club, 
club legend and we didn't sign a single player he recommended. He recommended yeah. Modric at the time. He recommended several mm-hmm. players. Uh, Rakitic, Modric, yes. But uh, remember uh, yep. Dimeco. Dimeco yeah. was at the club. and He, he was. He and was, he got uh, he, he got fed garbage. up, didn't he? Of all the of all, yeah, but he got fed up as well of all of the mafia and and all of the <laughs> all of the bullshit that that has surrounded the Anigo period. Right. Um, I was just. Uh, I think um, we'll move on to the next question. Um, so we've got another question that was sent in on Twitter from Munir. It says, he says, do you think a top three finish is in our own hands? Is it the case that we are expecting we need Leon to drop points, or is it up to us to keep winning and and to to reach third place? It's both really, and and what worries me is Lyon, the, the their game against Montpellier next Saturday has already been moved. Then there's the international break. <sighs> yeah, look, we're, we're, it's difficult context in France socially because there's all these protests, etc. But it's, it's, it is going to give them a bit of an unfair advantage if they end up having one or two games in hands when they come to the Velodrome. And they can play without pressure, knowing that they've got a couple of, of jokers that they can always pick up points on. If 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 we are if we are in the similar position and we have games in hand, and we can catch some points as well, okay. But it, it is always a bit dodgy and a bit unfair when a team has game in hands on on the other team in in, in the top three or top four race. Okay, Ed, you got any thoughts on that? Um, no, it isn't in our own hands. We've got to hope. we're still three points behind Leon. We've got to hope they drop games. Um, they've still got to play in the Champions League, but I think they've still got to play... Is, have they got to play cup tie this week? Um, no, they're playing Barcelona on Wednesday. They're not going to be okay, in the Champions right. League for very um, much longer. I doubt it, though. Uh, don't curse, don't curse it, Steph. <laughs> we know what... Um, I think, really, we've just got to... Let's, get some, let's hopefully get something out of this PSG game. Uh, hopefully, Leon may drop points because they've not been playing too great at the moment. I mean, they drew with Strasbourg at the weekend. So it's not really in our own hands. I think we've got to beat Leon on game 36 and then hope. For Lorenzo, what do you think? Do you think um, the push for third place is in Marseille's hands? Uh, yeah, I think I think so. I think we we'll, we we'll, we have to beat Leon. If we, if we beat Leon, we can go on the okay. third place. And, um, and, and win in Bordeaux year. as well. We have to win in Bordeaux as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We have to. Yeah, like every time we got, we got to win Bordeaux, but we never. But uh, the thing, remember last year, we we could go to Champions League and we lost at Velodrome mm-hmm. against Lyon. So we have to win this time, and that's going to sure. be the difference. Okay. Um. So last question for tonight. Um. It was sent in by Ryan. It says, and you've kind of answered this already, I think, but um, it says, is Garcia the man to lead OM Champions project? Absolutely. No, sorry. <laughs> uh, no, 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 no. <laughs> no chance. Hold on, hold on, Ben. Hold on, Ben. Hold on. <laughs> I think if he gets Champions League football, give him another three, four months, and then if he screws up, push him out the door. Yeah, it'll cost us too much by then. And, and the problem is, if it's to go in, his record in the Champions League is fucking abysmal. Abysmal. He's been battered at home at Roma by Barcelona 7 0 or 7 1. I'm just not interested in going in the Champions League yeah, but, and, and looking stupid. And yeah, but who? Yeah, but yeah, but who do you want, mate? I mean, who do you want to replace him? Get, get, let's have a look at some names. Do you want Walter Mazzari or something? I, I, well, no, it's a difficult one. We never know who Airwall is going to go for. I've, I mentioned Pellegrini well, earlier. For, you could have gone if for Jardim wanna... earlier on in the season, and he chose to stick. Yeah, we missed that. Yeah, one we screwed that up. 
Yeah, we missed out on that. The the, per- the timing would have been perfect as well because oh, Rudy yeah. was shitting himself. Mm. Um, uh, Pellegrini maybe is an option if he if he knows enough. Pellegrini, yeah. Pelle- Pellegrini, are you crazy, Ben? He's a dinosaur. <laughs> <laughs> he's, a di- he's, 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 he's about one hundred and seven years old, man. Why he's that? won things. He's won things, and and there aren't options out there. Many available options to us of, of people who have won things. He's and getting who the big that, money in, in England. Culture. He's not going to come. I, I just can't see it. That's. No, no, Zidane's off, I know off that. The, off the, that's the, the one I was now. hoping for. And I know, <laughs> I know how unrealistic it sounds, but I, I just hoped that maybe just because of the emotional attachment that it might, it could happen. But yeah. it's, that's off the the, the cards now. I, I think we're, we're yeah. likely to get a big name if if we go French. If we go French, two, there's only two options for me. There's Julien Stéphane Rennes who who that's smacked what... smacked Arsenal mm. the other night and and sets up his team to play attacking football. Um, we were talking about it with the guys in the bar last night. Daloglio is another one who has had very little means, a very little transfer budget, but his team plays attacking mm. football. Well, uh, that's what I was about to say. Um, I, 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 not, I don't agree with uh, Daloglio. Uh, I don't think he's a good manager, but I really, really agree with uh, Julien Stéphane. He's a really, really good manager. He's a young one. I think he... He can be the next one, Marseille. He's, he's the brother of Guy Stéphane, exactly, who knows the yeah. club inside the out. The only thing is that he's just started yep. at Rennes, and you can't really imagine him leave with, for an, another year. No, no, I don't think he's going to leave this mm. summer. Maybe in what? two years. But uh, for Garcia, just to, to go on this thing, uh, for Garcia, I think he was perfect for the the... the the beginning of the project, you know, yeah. when we 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 got bought by by McCourt, but now I think he's done. I think if if we go to Champions League, we're gonna get wrecked. Uh, yeah. Remember against Bayern Munich, he lost six uh, zero, I guess. Against uh, Barcelona, he, he he lost seven one, something like that. If we go to Champions League, it's gonna be a really think, really big uh, shame. Uh, yeah, I think yeah. you're quite right. Um, I think we're only expecting. <laughs> An embarrassment if 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 he continues when we get to the Champions League, we just don't. And, and if he doesn't, yeah, if he doesn't get Champions League, then it's just more of the yeah. same next season. Can I suggest if we do want a replacement? I think there's only one suggestion, and I'm going to hate myself for saying this. Laurent Blanc. No, no way. Uh, well, you know what though? Like, I mean, I'm not a fan of Laurent Blanc. I think he's exactly the same stuff as Brady Garcia. But I think if Garcia goes, Laurent Blanc will be the most likely person that Elo brings in. He'll put here because he's because trader. he's free. Yeah, because yeah, he's, he's free. A and he's and remember but, what yeah. he's done to to Jajaj. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. He's and you have to know something about Laurent Blanc. Fifty uh, percent uh, of the job was made by uh, Gasset. Uh, Gasset. Yes, by Gasset. Mm. Yes. So and if he's managing something, yeah, and he's not really well with the job. I, un- right? I, I understand but, uh, that he wasn't very popular with players either. I'd, I'd heard. I don't know if that if you've heard that before, but his personality, um, I think, has, has caused problems before in the dressing room. The only thing I have to say is you don't have to like the manager, you don't have to like the players that you're working with to get results. You've just got to get on with it. Yeah, yeah, I yeah. Mean, but... Okay, then if we can't have Blanc, how about we chuck the kitchen sink at the <laughs> No, it's never going to happen. <laughs> Nah, no I way. Did, no I wouldn't want him anyway. I know. I, 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 it's difficult. I, I, I'm, I'm a hundred percent clear in my mind. Top three or top four. I want Garcia gone. I just, I just can't. We, we will, we will not progress, and we will not improve with him. Yeah, and it, I'm, I'm very worried 
that if we do get top three and he gets 60 million to spend, he's going to fuck it up and sign more players like Strootman that he's worked with before, Jovino, God knows who he's going to waste the money on. And then we're going to be stuck with 30-year-olds and, and we're screwed for three or four years. I agree, I agree. And to end, just about Laurent Blanc, just the uh, last thing, uh, in, uh, he's really, really yeah. arrogant, you know. When we when we see the the interviews of uh, Rudy Garcia, we can see he's arrogant. It's never his fault if we lose. And Laurent Blanc is the same. Absolutely, yeah, I agree. Yeah. Um, I think that's um, about enough for tonight. I think we'll wrap it up. Um, I just want to say thank you all for taking part. That was really good. No thank you. Thank you. Yeah, thank, thanks. Thanks to all the listeners as well, guys. I mean, we've, yes, you know, quite a few of you have listened. Quite a few of you have commented and given feedback. We really appreciate it. We're doing this for you guys, for the English speakers. Any any suggestions, any questions, get in touch. Yeah, thanks very much, everyone. And um, we'll try and get out to you next week, hopefully. Thank you very much. Yeah. Cheers, lads. Thank you. Cheers. Yeah. Bye. Bye. Bye.